With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're a business owner and would like more information on sponsoring Geek Therapy Radio, just email geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. That's geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. Or call 713-212-8422. That's 713-212-8422. And with that... Meeting adjourned. Let's get our geek on. High tech, low tech, or no tech. Through our hobbies and our passions, the geek comes out in us all. The world's a geek. I am a geek and I'm proud of it. Geeks. Geeks unite. Let's get those nerds! Nerds! No! Did you just call me a nerd? Not all geeks are nerds. Yeah. This is Geek Therapy Radio. Your mental curator, Johnny Hamburger. Hello, my geeks. It's me, Johnny Hamburger, your mental curator for this evening, this afternoon, or this morning, whenever you're listening to Geek Therapy Radio, whether you're listening to it on air on the actual broadcast on KPRC 950 AM in Houston tonight at midnight, Sunday morning, I guess you could call it, 12 AM Sunday morning. Um, but you're probably listening to the podcast. If I was going to throw a dart at a virtual dartboard, it would probably land in a big area that says, you're listening on the podcast. So welcome in. <sighs> yeah, this week. What can I say about this week? We all know what happened this week and... I mean, I'll get, I'm going to touch on it a little bit. I won't go into details of what happened. If you're listening to the podcast at some point in the future, you can go back and see what happened Valentine's Day 2018, February 14th, 2018, here in the United States. Um, something that's become seemingly routine in our country. Um... Yeah, so when something like this happens, I it it takes me out of it. Wednesdays is usually when I'm doing, you know, I'm ramping up the show prep for each week's show, for each week's Geek Therapy Radio. I'm kind of going over emails, I'm kind of perusing social media and other websites, seeing what are people talking about, what do people want to know about. You know, like I said, sometimes listeners email me. Listeners to the podcast, listening, listeners to the broadcast, either or just emailing me what they're into. Um, but Wednesday, I was in the middle of all that, and I work at a news station, you know, 12 to 8 p.m., Monday through Friday. I, I work over at 740 KTRH, our sister, our sister station, News Radio 740 KTRH, and... Um, Needless to say, the events had distracted me. And by distracted, I don't mean that I wasn't able to do my job or anything like that, because like I said, we, we've been through all this before. We here in the media have, have been through this before. There's a protocol, unfortunately, for how to handle it. But there's no protocol emotionally, how we each process these events. So while I was in the middle of my show prep, it it kind of it took it out of me. It makes it just makes me think why what I'm doing right now isn't important. You know, whatever little topic I'm researching, whatever geeky thing I'm researching isn't important right now in this moment. But then I remind myself and I remember the geeky things I'm studying and the hobbies that I am spotlighting 
are critical after events like transpired this week, February 14th, 2018. It is critical that we process, we grieve for those lost, those affected, that we, you know, do spend due diligence discussing how to remedy that situation going further to hopefully prevent these situations from occurring, or let's just be real honest, at best, reduce these instances from occurring. But it's important that we focus on our geek things after that. Events like this make you think, make you realize that all, all you have, all you really have right now, all you really have in this world, because you can be gone tomorrow. All you really have, in order of importance, is your family, your friends, yourself, and your hobbies and passions. And that last, those last things, your hobbies and passions, that's what, that's what keeps us sane. That's what brings us back down to earth. And that's what really brings us joy. Our family brings us joy. Our friends bring us joy. Actually, that's not entirely 100% true. The people we love can and do hurt us sometimes. That that is the truth. But what's the common what's the common thread through it? What's what do you go back to to get you through those tough times? What are you, what 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 do you go back to to restore the joy in your life or at least distract you in a healthy way from the pain that's our hobbies that's our passions that's our interests those are our geek things like i said like i always say like i preach on this show preach is that we are all geeks about something so this week more than Ever find what your geek thing is. Re reconnect with your geek thing. Reconnect with a hobby. You know, I'll get into it now. I made a post on the website Imager I M G U R dot com um, with a little backstory behind my handicap friend Craig, my retarded friend Craig. Retarded is just a term. It doesn't, that's not something I'm using derogatory. That's just the condition. He has Down syndrome. So I made a post saying a little background info, info on my retarded friend Craig because a previous poster had posted something the other day that he would go to work out at a gym and there's a special needs guy who would come into the gym and kind of latched onto him. You know, he was always hanging around, interrupting this gentleman's routine, maybe asking too many questions or just otherwise being too buddy-buddy, just distracting this gentleman from his normal workout routine. And he was expressing his frustration and that he didn't want to be rude to the man with special needs, but he he needed to set some boundaries. And he, he was trying to set boundaries without being rude, without, quote-unquote, being a bad person. So I commented basically that you're not a bad person. You aren't being a bad person. If you have someone in your life with special needs, in this case Down syndrome, boundaries are important. And I know it's tough. It's easier said than done. So I was given a little background. I did a little story background on my friend Craig, who has Down syndrome, and how it all wraps around into my sister, who is handicapped. She's paraplegic. She drowned when she was two years old. She's still alive. She's severely mentally handicapped like i said paraplegic bedridden feed through a tube the whole nine yards and i tied it all into you know why i started this show geek therapy radio i even and i brought my dad into it rest in peace pops that part of the reason i'm doing this is you know like i said against his wishes i got into broadcasting he's a broadcaster he did very well in it rode the wave of mass communication, and he implored me not to get into it. But that I made a post on Imager with a background behind why I started to do this show and who my friend Craig is in that 
I was thinking about, am thinking about having him on the show to figure out, you know, hear from him, hear from a man with Down syndrome, what what he's into. And I, I know, I've known him for 21 years. I know what he's into. <laughs> if you know anybody with special needs, they're pretty particular in their person, in their daily routine. So I know what he's into, but I want to hear from him. And that's the logistics of getting a coherent interview out of him is going to be difficult, but worthwhile. I mean, he can talk, but you know, he's got down syndrome. So it's, it's tough to communicate and articulate exactly what he's thinking. But I think it'll be an interesting show. I, I need to be very careful how I go about it. For those, you know, for anyone tuning in to that show who just hears a man talking with a with a handicap, they might not get it. They might think that I'm just making fun of him or he's on there for a gag or a laugh. So I'm going to do it once for one segment, see how it goes. And if people respond nicely on the whole in general, then I might do that might be sort of a reoccurring theme on the show. Having people on from all walks of life who you wouldn't normally hear on the radio, who you might not even hear on a podcast. Most podcasts, I'm sure there are podcasts that do highlight and spotlight uh, special needs people, children and adults. Um, but yeah, so I did a post, I posted that on Imager Background Behind My Retarded Friend Craig, and it blew up. It went viral. As it stands right now when I'm recording, it's... 250,000 views, like 12,000 or 13,000 upvotes, and that's massive. Sarah reached out to me, at Sarah. She basically runs Imager. Imager is one of the biggest websites on the planet Earth. And she reached out to me after that post. I am working on getting her on the show. That will be a very interesting uh, interview. And one of the things she told me was, it is unprecedented that a post that is mostly just text, because I wrote a lot, it was a long, it was a long post. It wasn't just a picture, it was a long post. It took maybe five minutes to read through, which is pretty long for a, a site that propagates viral pictures. So Sarah told me, at Sarah told me on Imager, she said that it's unprecedented that a post like that go viral. Go so viral. Go popularity most viral by popularity number one post of that day so i know i have a lot of you new listeners from imager and i very much appreciate that and i hope i can live up to your expectations i have a whole catalog of back shows with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. This show, Geek Therapy Radio, might not be what you're used to listening to. My boss says that I am, I'm very relaxed on the show. It's not a good or a bad thing. A lot of folks who have radio shows, they bring out their broadcaster voice and they talk about the subjects of the day in a manner like this to assert authority over the information being presented. 
that's not exactly how I present information. I'm just a geek like everyone else. We're all geeks about something. I'm just a geek, so I'm not, I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not. My dad was a broadcaster. That's true. He knew how to bring it dig down into his chest voice and present information with authority. With authority. I don't have to, while I'm following in my dad's footsteps, I don't have to be exactly like that, a news anchor man. That's not what I'm trying to be. It is more relaxed. And I know I have a lot of new listeners from Imager, starting with this episode. A lot of new subscribers, so I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for lifting that post up and allowing it to connect with you somehow. And I invite you now to email me at geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. That's geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. Or go to my Facebook page, Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook, or Geek Therapy Radio on Instagram, or Geek Therapy on YouTube, or geektherapyradio.com, www.geektherapyradio.com. There's all sorts of ways to contact me and connect with me. Let me know what your geek thing is so I can tackle it on this show. Check in with me. How are you doing? The show is supposed to help each other. We're supposed to look out for each other and nurture each other's hobbies and interests and passions because that's how we get through tragedies like transpired this week. This is how we do it. We love each other and we nurture each other and we celebrate our geek things. That's what makes us human. Not politics, not tragedy, but our joys our interests, our love. And that's what this show is about. So get at me. All those, rewind a few seconds. All those ways I told you to get to me. Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, www.geektherapyradio.com. It's Geek Therapy Radio with Johnny Hamburger. Get at me. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know what you're interested in. And I'll start doing... I'll do segments and I'll do pieces on what you're into, what you dig. With that, that's the end of a kind of a long first segment. One more time, thank you everybody from Imager who's new subscribers to this podcast. And everyone in all the Houston Imagerians who are listening to the broadcast and downloading the podcast. Thank you so much. Like I said, I'm working on having Sarah from Imager on the show to do an interview. I think that would be very interesting. She was worried about, you know, maybe not being so eloquent. And I said, you just leave the flow of it to me. I don't need you to be some eloquent poet. Just be you. That's what the show is about. Just be you. And let's celebrate you. Let's celebrate me. Let's celebrate all you listening. Get at me. GeekTherapyRadio.com and all the social media just add Geek Therapy Radio with that we'll be right back with more Geek Therapy Radio I'm going to hit on some actual nerdy topics let's dig into it let's geek out right now I will be right back with more Geek Therapy Radio don't go anywhere You're listening to Geek Therapy Radio. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. Still Johnny Hamburger, your mental curator this evening, afternoon, or morning, whenever you're listening to the podcast or the broadcast. Breaking news. Breaking news today. As I record this, Friday, the February 16th, 2018. A flight from Dubai to land in Amsterdam had to be diverted and emergency landed in Vienna due to a passenger who refused to stop farting. The passenger was farting so much, seemingly on purpose... Much to the chagrin of two Dutch passengers who begged and pleaded with the man to please stop farting, the man continued to fart despite them, just to piss them off, apparently. 
and a scuffle broke out. The pilot diverted the plane to Vienna, and the four involved in the incident were escorted off the plane, and a couple of them were banned from ever flying on that airline ever again, which is Transavia. That's uh, flight HV6902. That made this emergency landing due to a man's loud and constant farting. That's kind of legendary. You divert a plane to make an emergency landing due to your uncontrollable farting. Well, I say uncontrollable because apparently this guy could have controlled it. He just was deciding to be a little pickle. And piss off a couple of Dutchmen by farting. Which is funny because... <laughs> I should have to... Let me explain why this is funny. Well, okay, at the very basic, farting is just funny. If you don't think farting's funny, then you are... There's something wrong with you. You need to see a doc. You need to see a psychologist or something. Farts are funny. I'm not saying that you have to get up and make a speech and give farts and, and devote your life to... Nothing but farts. Be a geek about farts. But ripping a good one is funny, okay? Just on that level, it's funny. Um, but I was getting at really why this story is funny in a different way, apart from just a fart being funny because it sounds funny and it smells bad. <laughs> but it's funny because uh, popularly, apparently the Dutch are pretty... Uh, Mm, uncouth in their social etiquette I've heard this is only what I've heard because I visit my friend in the Netherlands I've had him on the show Daniel S um, there's a whole book there's a coffee table book on the peculiar habits of Dutch people you know and it goes everything from the reason why most Dutch people leave their blinds open at night it's not any voyeuristic thing. It's just like social etiquette. You leave your blinds open to your house so people on the street can look in and see that you're not doing anything illegal or something. I don't know what it was. It was just a peculiar thing that the Dutch do. They leave their windows open, like their blinds open. Maybe not their actual glass open, but like they leave the blinds open so everyone can look inside the house. That's weird to us Americans. Oh, a GTR's driving by. Sweet. Anyways, um... So the Dutch have been known to, apparently according to this book, and any Dutch people listening can either confirm or deny this, but apparently if you're sitting at a sporting event and you're trying to pick out people from a crowd and guess where they're from, a good way to pick out the Dutch is to find the person, find the dude with his finger up his nose. Because apparently that's just a thing. Pick their nose with wild abandon. So it's kind of funny to me that like... Two Dutchmen got... I gotta stop saying like. That's a horrible habit. It's funny to me that two Dutchmen, according to popular opinion about peculiarities of the Dutch culture, that the two Dutchmen were pissed off at a guy farting. So that leads me to believe that the first 20 farts <laughs> were probably funny to the Dutchmen. Whereas, you know, an American or someone else might be like, oh, one fart, okay, that's a mistake. Two farts... What's happening? After the third fart, we you something somebody would say something. Okay, dude, what's what's going on? Or miss. We want to be all inclusive here in Geek Therapy Radio. Miss, why are you farting so much? But the point is that at what point did the Dutchmen, who are popularly believed to not have such um whose social etiquette is a bit foreign to the rest of the world, apparently apparently, allegedly, at what point did the farting get too much that the two Dutchmen stopped laughing or just simply ignoring it and turned around and said, hey man, knock it off, put a cork in it. Anyways, that was the breaking news of the day. A plane had to be diverted and emergency landed because a guy on a flight from Dubai to Amsterdam would not stop farting. Next subject. So, last night, I <clears throat> was up until 4 in the morning. 
Hold on a second. My CB radio's freaking out back here. Hold on one second. La di da di da. Let me turn off my CB. Making too much noise. Last night, I was up till 4 a.m. And you might be asking, Johnny, why were you up to 4 a.m. last night? Well, I was geeking out. It is something that I hadn't done for a very long time, and I just got lost in the minutia and the uh, cathartic experience and the swearing and the sweating. And this sounds really dirty, but it is not. <laughs> I was putting a PC together. I haven't done a PC build in a very long time, and this was not a new build. Um, my, the most powerful PC I have, the most powerful PC I've built is purpose-built for production. For audio production, video production, just production, gaming, all that stuff. And I, granted, I put this thing back together in 2015. It's almost three years old at this point, so the specs of the PC are... The processor is an i7-4790K that I have overclocked to 4.6, just a very modest 4.6 gigahertz overclock. So 4790K at 4.6 gigahertz. That's the 1150 socket. 32 gigs of RAM. That's four 8 gig sticks of uh, 2400 megahertz DDR3. I've got a couple of solid state drives. Uh, one for the boot drive, one as a scratch disk, and then I have a two terabyte, uh, so, uh, two terabyte magnetic hard drive, optical hard drive, whatever you want to call it. I think they're kind of both now. I don't know. Whatever. Two terabyte hard drive for bulk storage for my Steam games for video games. So what I was doing last night, what I was geeking out over last night was transferring the PC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. I call, have named Demon's Whisper because it is very powerful, but I made it to be completely silent. Fans don't even spin when you're doing light loads like audio production no noise coming from it at all oh the gpu in it is a gtx 980 side note screw you cryptocurrency miners good luck for the rest of us trying to find ram at a reasonable price the price of ram is just ridiculous good luck trying to find good video cards Go ahead, go on Micro Center right now or Best Buy and, and see if anyone around you has a GTX uh, 1070 or above. Even a GTX 1060 or above. I went on Micro Center last night. Just I wasn't going to buy one, but I was looking at GTX 1080s. They are nowhere to be found. Now, if you're aware of cryptocurrency mi mining, they use GPUs to do all the compute cycles for this particular endeavor to do the mining so people are trying to get rich quick and they build these pcs and they cram four gtx 1080s in there or amd whatevers so the the end result is that we don't the rest of us can't buy a freaking video card for our gaming pcs it sucks side note is i can't wait for cryptocurrency to crash it's probably not going to crash completely, but I can't wait for for the bubble to burst. So then the market is just flooded with used GTX 1080s on the cheap. 
basically these miners having lost everything are just going to be liquidating the GPUs and system memory that they've been chewing up that they've been it pisses me off doesn't it piss you off a little bit unless you're a, mi- a cryptocurrency miner unless you're a bitcoin miner gosh the rest of us screw you buddy let us have our GPUs back. My, it's it actually is frustrating. It it actually does piss me off. But anyway, so the system, I was I was swapping out of the case, the silent PC case, and I was putting into an HT PC enclosure. That's a home theater PC enclosure. And the only difference is that an HT PC enclosure is built to. It's the so you can put your computer in your living room without it looking like there's a computer in your living room. You know what I'm talking about. So I was putting into an HTPC that that just looks like a big DVD player. That just looks like a big Blu-ray player. It's unobtrusive. It's just this like black rectangle that goes underneath the TV in your media cabinet. And no one, you know, who would be none the wiser would know that it's an actual PC. And the reason why I'm I put all my parts from my Demon's Whisper into the HTPC case is because I just got an Oculus Rift. I finally broke into VR and I was running it just to test things out on my my old the old hardware that was in my HTPC, which was an i5, which is fine. That's all you need for running VR. A, a recent i5, I think what was thirty seven. It was a three thousand series i5, perfectly fine. The video card was a GTX seven fifty Ti, which meh. Got the job done to some degree, but really, that GTX 980 and that overclocked i7, that's going to make VR almost perfect. For VR, you need 90 frames per second each eye. Each eye is a different screen, and you need both screens running at at least 90 frames per second so that you don't get nausea, apparently. Things need to be smooth in VR or else you, you get fatigued. Anyways, that's it for this segment of Geek Therapy Radio. I have something really cool to talk about next segment. This little tiny, little tiny uh, gaming device that goes on our keychain. It's really neat. So stick around. I'm going to tell you about that next segment. More Geek Therapy Radio to come. I am Johnny Hamburger. Go visit all the social media stuff. Get in touch with me. You know, www.geektherapyradio.com. Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook. Geek Therapy Radio on YouTube. Geek Therapy Radio on uh, Instagram. All that good stuff. We'll be right back with more Geek Therapy Radio. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Geek Therapy Radio, and geeks are sexy. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. Still Johnny Hamburger. Still says so on my underpants. And I am your mental curator for this evening, afternoon, or this morning. Whenever you're listening to the podcast or listening to the broadcast, I told you in the last segment that I actually had something really neat to talk about. It's really neat to me. Um, I'm sure it might be pretty neat to, the, to a lot of, you know, the rest of you out there. But, um... You know, we, we've come... Hmm, the world of emulation, of video game emulation, is saturated. I mean, I, I don't know any other way really to put it. There are so many emulation devices out there. And for those uninitiated, emulation means to play... To play a video game from one console basically on another console, usually a computer. For instance, playing Super Nintendo games on your PC or playing uh, Sega games on your iPhone or Sega games on your Android. Whatever it is, emulation is basically playing any game on a system it was never designed for. And emulation is not, for the most part, perfect. It can't emulate perfectly how it ran on the original hardware, the original cartridges running on the original hardware. But that's not really my point with this segment. I wanted to introduce a 
a product that I've seen that's come along and that I've got kind of mixed, mixed feelings about. And like on the surface, it seems really, really cool. But once you kind of think about it, then I can understand where somebody where somebody would be a little a little iffy on it. Basically what it is, it's a crowdfunded device. It's a device under you know undergoing crowdfunding. Um and it's called what is it called? It's called the Pocket Sprite. I almost forgot for a second. It's called the Pocket Sprite. All one word. P-O-C-K-E-T-S-P-R-I-T-E. This thing isn't out yet. I'm not being paid to endorse this at all, and I'm not really endorsing it because some of you might not like it. And uh, and again, I'm not sure how I completely feel about it yet. That said, I do want one. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to crowdfund it. It takes a $55 pledge. This thing is going to cost theoretically $55 if you pledge to the crowd the crowdfunding campaign right now. Um. That doesn't seem like a whole ton of money for what this thing promises to be. Um, but let me get into some specs of it. Again, it's called the Pocket Sprite, all one word. And as you could imagine, it's designed to fit in your pocket. It's actually designed to clip onto your keychain. This thing is tiny. I can't see, I haven't found any specs for the screen size, even though I've seen a video of the you know prototype being played and handled and all that kind of stuff. I'm guessing the screen on it is an inch. So think about that. One inch is about the distance, roughly, not exactly, but roughly the distance from the first knuckle of your index finger, like the knuckle at your fingertip, and the middle knuckle. Like the distance between those, if you curl your finger kind of over, that's about one inch. So picture that on this device. And it's easy to see that this was a device meant to be so small that not only does it fit on your pocket, but it's supposed to hang from your keychain, or it can hang from your keychain. That's really cool, but if you remember the Game Boy Micro, see, I was about to say that this wouldn't work. Like, this wouldn't work, the screen's too small. But you remember the Game Boy Micro? That worked. You just kind of held it closer to your, to your eyes. That, I forget what the exact measurements on that screen were, but it was tiny. It was, the screen wasn't over more than an inch. If, if it was, I want to say it's like 1.2 inches, maybe. Anyways, this thing is small. It's meant to click on your keychain, and the built-in emulators are Game Boy, uh, Game Boy Color, Game Gear, and Sega Master System. That's what this comes with it for now. But this thing is completely open source. Anybody who buys one is allowed to take it apart and manipulate it and hack the software, do whatever they want. So there probably probably be more emulators on it. That's just what it comes with: Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Sega Master System and Game Gear. That's what comes on this thing. And let's get into a little bit more specs on it. One of the coolest things you'll be able to do with this is transfer your ROMs to the device over Wi-Fi. As I understand it, it doesn't have a a micro SD card, any any external external storage on it. I don't know that at this time. I can't find anything about that. So I'm assuming that it's got built-in storage. Um, but you're able. It creates a little Wi-Fi network, so you just connect to the device's Wi-Fi, this little the, to the Pocket Sprite's Wi-Fi, and you transfer the game ROMs over to that game ROMs. Wink, wink. That you already own it, the physical cartridge form. <coughs> so, anyways, the speaker or the uh, screen, like I said, one inch. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing one inch. Full color OLED. OLED. That's really good. That means it's gonna have super super black blacks and super great colors. That's good. OLED, that's that's a great display technology. One of the features it says it has, which doesn't make any lick of sense to me, it says 8-bit speaker. A speaker is a physical device. A speaker is a cone and a coil and a magnet and it wiggles back and forth. How is a speaker 8-bit speaker? I deduce that they mean that the chip, the sound chip, is probably 8-bit. Is 8-bit. It's an 8-bit system, obviously. Well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. No. Because, okay, 8-bit speaker. That doesn't make a lick of sense. That's stupid. It's just a speaker, but it does 8-bit audio. That really, I, why is it saying that? So far, the systems they say that come with it, yes, they are 8-bit emulators. Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Sega Master System, and Game Gear. Those are all 8-bit systems. But... This brings me to my next spec, the processor and what the guts. 
It's a dual-core 240 MHz ESP32 processor and 520K of RAM. So half a megabyte, basically, of RAM. 520 kilobytes of RAM. But let's go back to that processor. Dual-core, that's already way overkill for 8-bit. 240 MHz, that's already way overkill for 8-bit. And I'm guessing the ESP32, I'm guessing the 32... In that process, in that code on the processor, means 32-bit. So, I wonder what other emulators will work on this little teeny tiny pocket-sized device. This little device that's meant to hang on your keychain looks like a little Game Boy. The processor obviously is a 32-bit dual-core 240 megahertz processor. That being said, emulating 16-bit, emulating Super Nintendo and Sega and all those other 16-bit systems, it's pretty difficult to do on a handheld device. Raspberry Pi does it. Um, I know that the my old PSP from 2006 does emulate Super Nintendo games, but there's a lot of Super Nintendo games, 16-bit games, that the PSP struggles. Struggles. You are you are frame-skipping like a son of a mug on that thing. It's a, it's a single-core whatever, and it struggles with 16-bit. This is a dual-core, 240 megahertz, Apparently 32-bit processor. So why do they advertise 8-bit speaker? What the heck does that even... That doesn't mean anything. That's arbitrary and dumb. Kind of like they don't give the screen size on here. They don't give the storage capacity on here. They don't tell if you get external storage on here yet. That all goes to say that that's why I struggle to part with $55 for this. I need more specs on it before i'm happy to crowdfund this thing i ha i crowdfund gpd uh i have the gpd pocket and the gpd win i have both those things i'm hesitating on the gpd win too because that thing's really expensive but i've crowdfunded before from reputable companies that actually come out with a product and the fact that so far and this is early on the fact that so far this pocket sprite it the, the details it's released are shady to say the best 8-bit speaker, but it's got a dual-core 240 megahertz 32-bit processor and 520 kilobytes of RAM. I need more specs than that. It's a really cool device in theory, and I probably am going to get one. That's really cool. Hang on your keychain. That thing is probably going to be smaller than the key fob to my car. Rough, maybe the same size. I don't care about holding it close to my face as long as the buttons are good, as long as I can do the do a Hadouken in Street Fighter. That's my test. That's my go-to test if, if controls are good to test out how good the controls are. A Hadouken. Down, forward, punch. Okay, technically down, diagonal, forward, forward, punch, whatever. Just the Hadouken controls. If I can just rip off those Hadoukens, boom, 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 boom in Street Fighter 2. With no problem, that means the controls are good. That's what I care about. I always care about the controls. Controls in a good screen. I don't care about the screen size, necessarily, but controls, good controls, a good screen, we'll see. The Pocket Sprite, I have no details on when it's coming out, and like I just went over the specs on it, already shaky. But with that, we'll get right back to more Geek Therapy Radio. I'm going to touch on a few other topics here in the last segment, so stick around for that. I'm Johnny Hamburger. Go hit up all the social media, like, follow, and subscribe, Geek Therapy Radio on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. All that good stuff, geektherapyradio.com, geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. That's the email, geektherapy at iheartmedia.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. listening to Geek Therapy Radio. Welcome back to Geek Therapy Radio. A quick segment to wrap up the week. Yeah, I'm Johnny Hamburger, your mental curator. And there's a couple, just a couple quick things I want to talk about before I leave you, leave you today. First, back to computers a little bit. AMD has released their new, they're not APUs, they don't call them APUs anymore, but uh, their new Ryzen chips, their new Ryzen CPUs with integrated graphics. If you remember, the first release of the Ryzen series 
Ryzen 3, 5, and 7, you absolutely needed a dedicated GPU in your system if you wanted to see what you're doing, if you wanted to hook up a monitor. Um, whereas Intel has, for the most part, on their mainstream chips, had, have integrated graphics. So now AMD's finally released their new chips with integrated graphics, the Ryzen uh, 3 2200G, G probably stands for graphics, and the Ryzen 5 2400G. Both have integrated uh, Radeon cores. Did I say that wrong? Are they Radeon? Sorry, it's not Radeon cores. What am I talking about? It's not Radeon cores. They're Vega cores. The new graphics from AMD is called Vega. So, the Ryzen 3 has 8 Vega cores, and the Ryzen 5 has 11 Vega cores. Now, what you're wondering is, how does this stack up to NVIDIA... Er, to Intel's integrated graphics. Well, it's better. AMD's integrated graphics on the Ryzen 5 2400G and Ryzen 3 2200G is way better, way better in performance than Intel's integrated offerings. Now, does that mean you can game on it? Does that mean you can go out and buy one thing, one chip, pop it in your system, you don't need a video card, and then you can game on it? Well, it depends on your definition of gaming. If you want to play Rocket League at a buttery smooth 60 frames per second and you're willing to play it at 720p, sure, you can game on it. If you're willing to reduce the settings of your games, reduce the resolution and reduce the and reduce the, you know, visual eye candy, sure, you can game on it. But if you want to have a great gaming experience, get all the eye candy, crank up the settings, crank up the resolution, you still need to buy a dedicated GPU with this chip with the Ryzen 5 2400G and the Ryzen 3 2200G. Okay, let's get off that. Maybe a lot of you aren't super duper into PCs. Another interesting story that's come across my desk, and by my desk I just mean my eyeballs and my screen. Uber drivers. We've all taken Uber. You've taken Uber to the bar. You've taken Uber, more importantly, home from the bar. Anyways, Uber drivers now must rest for at least six hours after driving 12 hours. And I didn't really think about that, that there could be Uber drivers out there just driving 24-7. You know, getting getting those rides, getting that money, getting those tips 24-7. You know, doing a bump of coke right back on the road 24-7. I, I know that's being, me being pretty crass, and I'm not saying Uber drivers actually do coke, but let's get real. You know that some of them are, and when your boss is an app, when you can't see your boss face to face, what kind of... I know they do some background checks on Uber drivers, but honestly, honestly, I don't know. To my knowledge, do they do, blood te do, they do drug tests? Probably not. But so this is a good rule. And the way Uber um, the way Uber implements this rule is if you have your Uber app open, if you're an Uber driver and you, you're logged into Uber for 12 hours, it logs you out. And you cannot take another ride. You cannot give another person a ride, take another fare for six hours. You are locked out of your Uber account for six hours until you can log in again and drive. The idea is, of course, that you get some freaking rest. Driving for 12 hours a day is tough. It's tough to do it on a road trip where there's, you know, relatively no traffic. And Uber drivers are driving around a lot of the day through heavy traffic. And just not even heavy traffic, but it requires a whole lot of attention. It requires, it's a lot of fatigue on the mind to, to drive the way Uber drivers do for 12 hours a day. And here's a little tip for Uber drivers out there. Every time you don't use your turn signal, I take a dollar off your tip. How about that? <laughs> Just use it. Every time you do use a signal, I'll probably add a dollar to it. And I'm a very generous tipper. So just drive safely.
with me in the car, especially me and any loved ones in the car, especially, please drive safely. So Uber drivers need to take six hour breaks after driving for 12 hours. That's a good idea. Good implementation. Maybe one last thing. Uh, European Parliament is trying to get rid of daylight savings time, saying it's a World War One efficiency thing that is just outdated in today's world. I'd agree. Daylight savings time is stupid. We don't need it anymore. On next week's show, I am going to have Sam Battle. He has the YouTube channel, Look Mum, No Computer. And he's a geek and he has a soldering iron. He does all sorts of crazy things with synthesizers. He just put up a video of him playing a synthesizer made out of Furbies. Just a choir of Furbies that he's controlling with a with a piano keyboard. It's creepy, it's amazing, and his channel's growing, and I'm gonna have him on the show. He's from the UK. That's gonna be great, so tune into Geek Therapy Radio next week for that. I love you all. Be good to each other, my geeks. We just went through a terrible week, so hug your family, hug your friends, hug your loved ones, hug yourself, indulge in your geek thing. I was talking to somebody, again, off Imager the other day, who said, oddly enough, he used to be into Legos when he was a kid, and now as an adult, he often, he pauses at the Lego aisle, and he always talks himself out of buying a set of Legos. And I said, dude, you're a grown-ass man, buy Legos, and then play with Legos for five to ten minutes, you know, just see if it sparks something in you. So that's my encouragement to you all this week. If you can afford it, and you see some toy there at the supermarket, whatever, just get it. Indulge a little bit in your in your geekiness. I saw little toy helicopters that I was interested in at Kroger. I didn't wind up buying it, but you know, in a different mood, I would have just just to just to be a kid at heart again. So I encourage all of you to be kids at heart at least for five to ten minutes this week. Life gets us down so much, so much tragedy. Our work grinds us down. Try to be a kid again for five to ten minutes. Don't crap your pants. But, you know, play a video game, or do a puzzle, play Scrabble, play Tetris, do a painting, write a song, play a guitar, do whatever. Get under the hood of your car and change the oil if that brings you some therapy, some geek therapy. That's it, my geeks. Thank you again for a great show. One more time, shout out to all my new imager subscribers that was great thank you for the viral post the other day i'm johnny hamburger i was your mental curator tune in next week for more geek therapy radio remember to like follow and subscribe to geek therapy radio on facebook instagram and youtube Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.